0: Welcome to the Everything's Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined by Lee Ryder and Chris Roff. Once again on the touchline at St James's Park, yet another defeat for Newcastle United and things really are not looking good at the moment for uh, Rafa Benitez
1: and the club. No, it's, it's not looking good all round, I think. For a long time, uh, the, the finger's been pointed to the board. Uh, now, you know, Rafa Benitez is being questioned because of results. For me, it's it's still the board's fault because he, he wasn't provided with the right resources at the start of the season. But you know, going forward for Newcastle now, they have to turn the corner and you know somehow get something at Southampton next week. I, I was fearful today going in this game. There was a nervy, really nervy feeling around the ground before the game. Uh, people normally look forward to coming to St James' Park, but sadly that that atmosphere, you know the. The fans got behind the team. There's no doubt about that. But there was just that nervous nervousness around the around the stadium, and then when Brighton went one and up, it you know it became a hard slog for Newcastle and they couldn't overcome it. I mean, Benitez was
0: very confident coming in this game yesterday. I think he was asked a question, and his answer was, "We are going to win." He was very confident, given the defeats, and they played well. They did play well, but they've lost. So given that, how does he how does he get beyond this? Because he was very confident that his said, we're going to win.
2: He didn't just say it once, he said several times, he kept on saying, I think we're going to win tomorrow, I think we're going to survive, I think we'll be alright. And for large parts of the game, I mean, they dominated a 60-odd, 7% possession or whatever it is, 20-odd shots, albeit the majority of them weren't on target and even the ones that were were from a distance, but as soon as Newcastle fell behind, there was a, the, that nervousness that was there before the game, as Lee mentioned, really, suddenly the, the tension really rose and you did fear for them and... At the moment, they just don't look like... So even though they had that much of the ball, you could see them getting to the edge of the area at the final third and almost not know what to do with it. Brighton had set up defensively. Chris Hutton knew exactly how to play against Newcastle, how to stifle them. And every time, it seems, Newcastle come up against one of these teams who was very good defensively, they just don't know what to do. And they're conceding from set pieces. I think that's a sixth goal they've conceded from set pieces now. They've only scored is it seven all season, if that. Um five home defeats in a row, only the third team in history to have done that in the history of the top flight, and that really has to be a concern. So yeah, there were
0: quite a few chances for Newcastle uh, Shelby had a good free kick Kennedy looked very lively Is it a case of there's just that lack of uh, the killer
1: touch in front of goal, or is it a bit more than that you think? I think the confidence, you know that, that's the big issue, is confidence at the moment, I think 27 shots on goal, says it all Um it's a big problem for Newcastle that like they can't, can't convert. Uh, it was, you know, at times going in that second half. You know, the time was run out and the, the pressure was building. So, very difficult for for Newcastle players and fans to to overcome this this difficult moment.
0: Just grabbed uh, the, our footballers to Mark Douglas here. While Lee and Chris are speaking to Jamal Lasells, Mark another defeat for Newcastle United. We've just seen Rafa Benitez in his press conference.
3: Does he look like a man who's, who's defeated? Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't carry the, the air of a man who's defeated. I, I don't think he can believe that Newcastle haven't won this game. Um, and I think he's got a point there. I think if Salomon Rondon plays today, Newcastle probably win the game. they got a lot of balls into the box, which is the system that he's tried to turn Newcastle United into, into a team that create a lot. They did look today like they were creating things. They obviously had more of the possession. He's right in that they had control of the game. But there were a lot of problems there as well. And I think Newcastle defensively look, they look a little bit, I don't know what the right word is. It's not that they haven't got discipline, but they just keep making mistakes. They look nervy with the ball. I think the second half, what annoyed me a little bit was the lack of fight, really. And in certain, there didn't seem to be anybody who was getting the game by the scruff of its neck, barring maybe John Joe Shelby. Possibly Kennedy was trying things. You know, he looks stupid when he tries a Rabona from 20 yards. But look, that's the kind of player he is. Um, I don't think Rafa looked defeated, but I think he must be concerned, as we all are. I think he th- still thinks they're going to stay up. He thinks they'll, you know, they'll be, they will they'll can do better than three of the other teams. They've got a lot of winnable games coming up. But if you're not worried by what's happening here at this football club at the moment, then you're not paying attention, is my feeling about it.
0: Again, there were some boos for the substitution. Only one substitution mm. and that, did get a few boos. What did you make of that? It? it was uh, uh, Perez Kim... You know, no, Muto came off, came off for, for Josselin.
3: I think, I think to be honest, the crowd have been really, they've been really generous to the manager at the moment. Really, in a lot of ways, because because they believe in Rafa, he's he's carried this club for two years. Um, I don't think anybody wants to admit that he's part of the problem, and he's not part of the problem in the wider sense of things. But he is making mistakes, and I think, you know, I think the the reason maybe that substitution got booed is because. That wanted to sound uncharitable. Jocely was coming on. We know that Jocelou is extremely limited at this level. Mutu went off. He was trying to do things. I don't think he, he had as good a game as he did at Old Trafford, but he looked like he might do something. I think probably a wider point about the substitutions is it's always like for like, isn't it, with Rafa? And I think that's part of his philosophy. He he said to us in the he was asked about it in the press conference, and he said basically I didn't want to change things too much because. I felt that we were doing quite well and I just wanted a bit more presence in the box. But, you know, he is making mistakes and there are there are like judgment calls that you can question. The point is that the wider malaise at the football club is down to Mike Ashley and, and the people around Mike Ashley. I mean, only Newcastle United under Ashley could take a manager like Rafa Benitez who was onto something at the end of last season and grind him down to the point now where we are... 17th would be celebrated at this football club now and that is a damning indictment of something has gone wrong at this football club and if they do go down it would be the third relegation in nine years ten years at Newcastle United a club of this size going down I mean do it once learn your mistakes come back up do it twice you haven't learned those mistakes third time what was happening in the summer when the two parties were at total loggerheads about transfers and what you're seeing is the the effects of that on the season at the moment. Look, I think Rafa made a few, um, probably some of the things that he said in the summer, he went a bit too far and it was a bit too close to the start of the season to be talking about everything's wrong with the football club, which he did the week before the season started, which I think set the season off on a bad foot. But, you know, it's not his fault that the club feels like it does, which has a very fatalistic outlook on a lot of things. Um, And that's not his fault. You know, people are now... The atmosphere today was flat. It wasn't toxic, it was flat. And that's a bigger problem for Newcastle than it being toxic, because if it's toxic, people still care. It felt today like people had stopped caring at the end of the game. I think they just resigned to their fate. No fight on the pitch, no fight on the stands. I think there's still some fight in the dugout, but they need to start winning games or something big is going to happen and maybe something mad, like even, you know, we talked about getting rid of the manager, changing things. I mean, God, it would be... I just think it would be unthinkable for this manager to leave the football club um, with so much, there's been so much promise of something big could happen under him and for him to go before the end of the season to be sacked or something like that would be just an utter disgrace really that, that it has been allowed to get to that point but that is unfortunately where we are now. People picking fights about whether Rafa's to blame or not. Look, he's a fantastic manager. He is making mistakes. He has got to take some of the blame today but... You don't lose sight of the wider picture, which is that this has been going on for 10 years under Mike Ashley and, you know, they lost today, didn't play particularly well, but there's no hope, is there, unless something changes at the top, either a change of approach or a change of ownership, they're going to be, find themselves in this position. Just had a quick chat with the club captain,
0: Uh, that'll, that'll be going up online over the next couple of days, but in general, he was very positive about the display despite the defeat.
2: He was, and it's good to hear that the captain will come out and speak. Uh, wasn't it was the case in the past with with previous captains? But Lascelles, to be fair, and him usually does front up, and did again. He still seems upbeat. He is always a confident character. The problem is, at some point, as is, is bullish as he can be, as bullish as Rafa was yesterday in his pre-match press conference, as bullish as Lascelles was there. They can play as well as the one, but they need to start winning games and they're at risk of starting to get cut adrift That we know that this is a very important spell the next few weeks leading up to Christmas really they've got some fixtures which look in theory on paper winnable but Newcastle haven't won all season so you, you just you just are a little bit concerned about them at the moment but it's good to see that the captain is trying to do things up but he says that they need to find a way to, fight, to get that win because once they do he's confident they will pull themselves away but getting over that first hurdle at the moment is, is psychologically difficult for Newcastle And we we know that Rafa Benitez isn't really one for stats and
0: history, but he's on the verge of of making history with with this run. Do you think that'll be playing in the back of his mind? He's just equaled uh, Nathan Castle on the fourth side in the top flight. History to lose five games, five opening games at home, could potentially uh, equal the record stretching back to the 1800s or 1889. Well, effectively,
1: they are in the worst form, aren't they? They're, They're currently in the worst form for 120 years. At the start of the season, that's on his mind. You think I I would say it would because when he came here, he wanted to. You know, when when Newcastle won the championship under him, he wanted to absolutely smash every single record, and he he did break a lot of records um, in terms of consecutive wins and things like that. But unfortunately, you know, you don't want the bad ones around your neck, um, and that's what he's got at the minute. But. I, I don't know it's, see, there's a confidence thing going on with yeah I've just listened to the captain there speaking and um, he, he's saying things aren't as bad as they were when in the relegation season but regardless of that they've got less points at the moment than they did have then they're in worse worse shape and they've got to go so them to get something they had to get something today. day really they needed to get something at Crystal Palace they didn't they, they needed to Score the penalty in the last minute against Cardiff, if they haven't. So, you know, they are where they deserve to be, unfortunately, and it's going to take some some turnaround.
0: Is there, is there only so long we can keep pointing out the positives? Because again, there were positives today. Kane looked very good, Shelby looked very good. In large parts, the defence looked good. But again, they've come away against a side who hadn't won on the road in 17 games uh, without the three points. How long do the positives kind of last well before someone goes, right, maybe it is time to start worrying a little bit?
2: Well, I think you have to outline the positives because otherwise you may as well just give up and turn Newcastle down. now. we were nine games at the season and look, that's a quarter of it gone and it's concerning the position that Newcastle are in. But if you just say, if you try not to find the positives, if you just basically accept then we would just be saying Newcastle are in the Championship next year. The players don't believe that, the manager don't, doesn't believe that, or at least that's what they're saying in public. And... Newcastle aren't cut adrift drift yet; they are starting to get in a position where they are looking in quite perilous position, but if they get a couple of wins, suddenly things can lift up and it, it's you just have to look at Crystal Palace last season. they lost all the first seven games they had no points, hadn't scored a goal, and they managed to to turn it round. Yes, they have probably better players in the attack and third than Newcastle, but we can't just you can't just throw in the tell nine games in. you'd be, you'd be concerned if newcastle did and and so you have to just highlight the positives where you can, but at some point they need to win a game
0: quite interesting that Mike Ashley was again at St James's Park, sitting in his seat. Not as many anti-Ashley chants. Um, what do you make of Ashley's appearance here yet again? Is it going to be something that you think is going to happen regularly now? Uh, does that kind of put a bit more pressure on Benitez if the results continue do you think Lee?
1: Well whether people like him or not he's overseeing the crisis that the club are in and it's crisis in terms of the bottom of the table. Um you know they don 't seem to know where the next win's coming from they're missing chances that they should be scoring the, there's no connection on the pitch with with certain players um so I think it's a serious situation, and you know he he 's got to take some action i 'm not saying change the manager uh, i 'm basically saying that you know what he needs to do is in in January you know start putting some money forward for this manager there a lot of talk about about the budget anticipated that it's going to be another low one um they haven't spent a single penny on a permanent transfer in the january windows under rafa so they've got to uh they've got to do something in this this january window it's just around the corner everyone says oh it's, it's october well you know it, it's fast approaching and if you don't have your sort of ducks in order in, in november and have these deals ready and lined up i mean some teams actually start shopping in the first the, sorry the last couple of weeks of, of December and they have players ready to come in on January the 1st November's a key month November's around the corner so they need to move and they need to move faster Right you can just see yeah, the lads getting the tractor out
0: behind us for the pitch Just a couple more questions to finish up uh, Firstly only one substitute made today in his press comments Rafa kind of alluded to the fact that it was working well so why make more changes than necessary but, I mean, you look at it, the full-backs today, surely Murphy would have had a field day against these full-backs.
2: Yeah, I always wonder sometimes when managers do things like that, if it almost is political. my gosh, he was here today, was it a, a, almost a message from Benitez as to, look, I can't bring anyone other than Hossley on because I don't really think they're going to change the game. Personally, I thought he did need to make a couple of other changes. Yes, it may have been working and that Newcastle were dominating possession, but they didn't certainly last 20 minutes, didn't really create that many chances. You can look at the bench and you can say, well, Wood Murphy, Wood Atsu, have they really proven there can be game-changing uh, uh, players off the bench? They haven't really yet for Newcastle. But I would have, I would have tried something different just because I thought that, that Newcastle were aimless at times, just lumping balls in the box towards a five-foot-eight striker and Muto before Hoslu came on, and they've got two six-foot-five centre-backs and they are just lapped it up. I mean,
1: it, for me, it was all about the chances that they had, good chances and you know muto's header in the first half i mean people say he wasn't quite in the right position but if you meant if you build yourself as a striker then you that's that's your job to to be in exactly the right position and be able to adjust your body and and, and get that just get it in the back of the net basically um second half um, the goalkeeper great save from Shelby's free kick kennedy had a few few other opportunities as well but, for me, the golden chance of the whole game was Perez when he went clean through and very early on as well you know. it changed the it changed the uh, context of the game because if that goes in, one 0 place goes up. you know what it 's like here instead it doesn 't go in The injury to Glenn Murray and, you know thank god he 's okay uh, I think that sort of made Newcastle lose a little bit of focus in in the first half and Yes, they picked it up again in the second half, but that those minutes uh, after the injury, I think Brighton regrouped and restarted better and Newcastle didn't, and I think that was very costly. As a, I mean, that eight minutes of stoppage time to, to force something and they, they couldn't do it, so just a, another bad day in the office. Another really bad day in Newcastle Our bottom, still without a win, but
0: Chris, Lee, let's give the fans one positive each. For me, I thought Shelby was excellent out there today, really, really good in all aspects of the game. Uh, yourself, Chris.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. Uh, it is hard. It's just a, a little bit deflated, as I'm sure everyone is. Just covering it can be can be difficult. Um, I think I go with Kennedy. As frustrating as he was at some parts, and I thought that the Rabona was 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 ludicrous. He could use his right foot. Yes, but you can see that he's one player who maybe could make something happen. When he gets to the edge of the area, he tries to do something a little bit different. And that is somewhere where Newcastle might be able to start scoring goals out of nothing. So I'll try and pick Kennedy. and I'll say that if he can start to continue this form, then maybe he can drag Newcastle clear. And
1: for you, Lee, you're positive. Well, I suppose if you were centre forward and you weren't scoring goals, that if you were getting the positions, that you know eventually that will come. Maybe we can take it as a collective thing that you know the fact Newcastle created 27 shots had six of them on target and you know others you know other positions just other opportunities just fell short I I think they have got the the tools to get out of it but they need to get moving quickly and Southampton's never really a kind uh kind venue in Newcastle uh thankfully Matt Letizia is not banging them in anymore um but you know that's a tough game for Newcastle as well and you know but maybe the fact that they're not under the pressure of playing at home might, might work in the favour and they can scrape something because, you know, they really need something at the moment. Fingers crossed. You can head to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest
0: Newcastle United news, including uh, the reaction from tonight's game, all the quotes from Rafa Benitez and uh, Jamal Lascelles. Thank you very much for joining us.